0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. Have a special guest for you today. Astros minor league pitcher, Jonathan Sprinkle. Jonathan, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us here on the podcast.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thanks for, uh, thank you for everything. Appreciate it. (laughs)
0: It's good to be here. So first, let's see uh, how spring training going for you. How's How's spring training going? How's the weather? Everything to do with spring training.
1: Yeah, it's going well. It's definitely warmer than KC, that's for sure. Um, but no, I'm getting healthy. I'm getting ready to go. Uh, season's right around the corner, and I'm, I'm ready to have a, have a good 2023. 2022 was a, was a good year, but I battled a lot of injuries, and I'm coming back from those. So I'm excited to you know, get healthy and get everything going again.
0: Yeah, twenty twenty one was your first season with the Astros and it was a really good one. And then I noticed last year it wasn't that you got worse, but like like you said, you were dealing with injuries. So hopefully this year you'll be healthy. And we can see the great Jonathan Sprinkle once again.
2: Maybe where yes. do
0: you think you're gonna end up? In corpus?
1: I don't know, honestly. Uh this spring training I've kind of been I've been with the rehab group a little bit. a thoracic outlet. Um, but I'm feeling healthy now. I've been, I haven't really been with any of the groups. I've kind of just been either doing rehab or they've been monitoring my, my throwing progress on my own. So, uh, I'm not really sure yet. My guess is, yeah, I'd go back to Corpus, but it's hard to kind of put a a finger on that. It's hard to predict and play GM. No, no, no player likes to do that. So, um, but no, I'm really excited and looking forward to this year. Um, I feel like last year kind of got taken away from me a little bit with all of the medical stuff that I dealt with. And I kind of just fought through it the whole, year, the whole year. But I'm really looking for a great season this year. I'm excited.
0: So one thing that, like a stat that stands out for me about you is the Ks per nine. That is a an amazing stat that, you know, any team, when you get up to the majors, just to bring some guy in that could that has the stuff to strike out the side. That's got to be a great person to have in your bullpen. But let's talk about this. I wanted to ask you this. So you have great K per nine. Talk a little bit about like the pitches you use and how how you go about setting a guy up for the strikeout.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, My arsenal right now is a cut fastball. Um, A lot of guys usually have a straight four seam. Mine doesn't. It's a cutter. It's been that way my entire life, so it kind of makes me a little bit unique. Um, so I have a cutter. I have a slider that's very horizontal, right to left. Uh, good good horizontal break. A curveball that's kind of slurvy to to lefties most part. Um, it's, not a trait, it's not a straight 12-6. I have a, kind of a low three-quarter slot, but it's kind of a slur to keep them off the cutter. And then I have a changeup that I'm developing right now that's been pretty good. Kind of a split change more of a power drop change rather than kind of a horizontal change. Uh, and mostly to a righty, I would probably uh, use a lot of cutters and sliders and then the occasional change up underneath their hands. Uh, it's very easy for a right-handed hitter to go to know my arsenal and kind of want to push the other way. So having a change up that I can drop underneath their hands allows allows me to use my cutter more effectively. So I love I love going – I love always going to that. And then for lefties, I just love back foot off speeds and cutters away. It's just very hard to take something that's coming in at your back foot down the middle and then something that's kind of starting off as a ball and coming back over the plate. Uh, but hitting is also, in my opinion, the hardest thing to do in any sport. So I think, I think it's interesting to kind of talk about setting up hitters and all that because what they're doing is extremely hard.
0: Oh, yeah. Someone, I had a guest on, an, I, I guess it was a guest or somebody had asked mm-hmm. me, or maybe I was on theirs. I, I don't know. But I've had this conversation somewhere, and they were asking me how college kids in football, they can just go straight up, you know, into the NFL. You could be a mm-hmm. running back. The next year, you you're, you could be a star running back. But it doesn't work that way for baseball. It's a lot harder to get from, you know, when you get drafted to get to major leagues. What do you think the difference is that makes that so much harder, the hitting?
1: I think everything. I think baseball in general compared to other sports is the hardest, in my opinion, because any sport that you can fail seven out of ten times and be considered a Hall of Famer, that's pretty like that's tough to deal with mentally, you know, physically playing the most amount of games of any major sport, uh, being able to have like for basketball, for example, if you have a perfect shot, it's going to go in, right? It's, it's an, If it's perfect, it's going to go in. Baseball, you could square up a ball perfect, but you could line out and still be out. So... That's another hard part about baseball. I'm also, you know, if you kind of dumb it down, you're I'm throwing a five ounce, you know, little white ball at you from 60 feet as hard as I can, and you got to hit it with a wooden stick, like, and you got, you know, I've got seven guys behind me that are working with me in order to get you out. Like it's it sounds pretty bizarre whenever you get dumb it down, but I mean I love this game and everything that it's done for me, but yeah, it's it's for sure the hardest sport in my opinion, absolutely.
0: I really didn't know the answer. I think I now that I think about it, it was I was on a podcast. Uh, it was a guy from England, you know, like, trying to learn the game, and he's talking to somebody from that covers each team. And I and what I said, I said, I don't know. I guess maybe just the talent level, yeah, is just a a huger gap in baseball than it is the other sports. So you mm-hmm. went to Central Missouri,
1: yes, sir. Yeah. For some reason I keep
0: thinking I uh, wrote that down wrong. But you signed yeah. as a free agent, you didn't get drafted, right? But you got you signed as a free agent with the Astros. But something cool about where you went to school, the stadium is Jim Crane Stadium, right? The owner of the Astros. Yep. yep. And he was second. He had the like second all-time in K's per 9. And and you passed him up. So what a cool thing to have that happen.
1: Yeah. he Him him
0: owned the team. And then you end up signing with the Astros.
1: Yeah, no, he knows about that. He gave me a little bit of a hard time about it whenever I first got to spring training and he was there uh, just talking to all of us a little bit. So it's very cool to have, you know, Jim Crane be an alum at the same school that I am. And for me and him to kind of talk shop a little bit about UCM, it's really cool it's nice to have that connection with Mr. Crane. It's, I mean, he, he's awesome. He takes care of us. He takes care of, you know, UCM. He's just, he's a great role model for sure.
0: I read that he really upgraded the stadium for you guys. So y'all got, y'all might have one of the nicest stadiums in, in that level of all, huh? Yeah,
1: no, for sure. he, <laughs> He all, he gave us a new locker at, at UCM. He gave us a new locker room. He was redoing the stands a little bit. There was also an add-on wing for a suite. Like these, he's been extremely generous, and he definitely takes care of us. And also, what's cool about it is we always got to come up to the Houston Invitational every year since we were, you know, alums. Since he was an alum at UCM, so we always would take the trip like first week of February come down to Houston, play in there for three games and then head back. And it was just always a, it was so cool to have that atmosphere at Minute Maid. And it was such a pleasure and ge- very generous on his part to host that.
0: There's a couple other guys in the Astros organization that went there. Jason Bell. Mm-hmm. I know a little bit about him. The guy seems like a genius. He seems like he's super smart. And then Ricky Rivera, I think he just got the job with one of the, as the manager of one of the minor league teams. So. Yeah, it's pretty, no, pretty, I... pretty good connection between Central Missouri and uh, the Astros.
1: Oh yeah, oh I completely agree. And a lot of and Coach Crooks, who's the coach of Central Missouri, coaches a lot of the ways that uh, I've noticed that. Excuse me, let me say that Coach Crooks uh, are my coach at UCM. Since Ricky and and Jason have kind of come into the organization, I can see a little bit of kind of Coach Crooks in them. And it's really cool to kind of see a little bit of UCM stamp, even in the Astro system. Uh, it's just cool to kind of see how coaches can people can learn from other coaches and coaches can apply it to themselves and make it personal to them and then continuing to help players develop and get the become the best version of themselves that they can. It's really cool to watch. Um, but Jason's awesome. I think you nailed it on the head. He's, he's a really cool guy. He's, he works extremely hard. And Ricky's a good, and Ricky was a good dude. He's a good, he was a good ball player back in the day at UCM. And then he was actually a grad coach when I was a freshman there. So yeah, that that's kind of a little cool thing too. But yeah, they're both really good guys, um, and they work really hard on the org for sure.
0: So how did the free agent signing come about? Was your agent, you know, just he uh, talks to teams for you, or did they just reach out to you because of the connection with Jim Crane?
1: um i mean i i that kind of wasn't really the driving factor it was more so i mean honestly free agent was kind of crazy like i got a couple calls before the draft started about a couple teams looking at me in the fifth round um because a couple of since they were taking a little bit of i was predicted like anywhere from like eight to eleven somewhere in that uh, round range and when a lot of the higher you know the guys that would have been you know first to fifth round when they said they were going to cut money a lot of us moved up right we just moved up in the draft and that's just kind of how it worked so a couple teams called me before the fifth round like like how are you feeling about this would you want to do this and i talked to them and unfortunately it didn't work out so i was actually planning on going back to college um and trying to get next year like a lot of guys were that was my original plan but my agent told me let's let's look at free agency. Let's let's just see what teams say. Let's just be open-minded. And we all, there was a group of us at UCM and all of us did that just kind of heard things out. And uh, we opened up free agency at like eight o'clock after a two day period. And like, I had, you know, multiple teams calling me and offering and all of that. It was really cool to kind of talk and see how different uh, teams kind of had a plan for me. And the Astros just knocked it out of the park. I mean, they had an exact plan of what they wanted me to do, how I was going to do it, who I was going to be with, what I was going to work on. I mean, it was mapped out, planned out. It was solid. So as soon as we got off the phone with my agent, I was just like, I think I need to take this opportunity. I mean, they know exactly what they want out of me. They see see a lot of good things in me. And, you know, absolutely. It's a a chance to play in pro ball. It's a chance to do something that I've always wanted to do for my whole life. So it's nice to be able to accomplish that and continue to work hard towards you know the ultimate goal of just playing in the show
0: so this off season, did you go to the Arizona Fall League I did yeah I was there now how is that I mean it I had kind of read that you went there to to work on some new pitches like what kind of atmosphere is that is that is that games that the people are all just there to kind of work on things and get better or is there or do the teams actually really want to win these games
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, obviously, we're all competitors, and we all want to win games. Like nobody wants to lose a game; that just kind of sucks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was definitely an opportunity. It's more of an opportunity to showcase what you have and definitely work on stuff that the teams want you to work on. Can uh, just if they feel like you don't get enough reps at certain spots. Um, but that's unfortunately where I fit, Where I kind of dealt with the brutal end of the stick with it with injuries and you know getting my rib removed and all of that jazz that's where I figured all that out and I I didn't pitch well at all down there but I couldn't really feel my arm and I was just kind of that was at the point where the wheels had come off and I was like look I need to get this figured out so unfortunately that happened but I mean the atmosphere the Arizona Fall League in general all of the connections and all the guys that you meet like it's really cool um Wish nothing but the best for those guys. And the talent level is unbelievable. I mean, everybody there, you can make an argue for that in one or two years, is going to be an all-star. I mean, it's just packed with talent. And uh, I was actually on the team that won that won the whole thing, the Saguaros. <laughs> so that was of course, I couldn't be there at the championship game. They'd sent me back for my two surgeries. But uh, – it was awesome. One of my teammates and friends, Scott Schreiber hit the walk off. So it was it was really cool. It was a great game. I was watching it from my TV back home. But uh, yeah, the Arizona Fall League is definitely a treat. And uh, if you are able to, you know, experience it, please do. Like it's it is so cool. And it's 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 an honor to play with those guys.
0: So I saw a video, which I won't get into that. But like, the pit, like here in San, I live in San Antonio, and we have the missions, and their bullpen is right there by the stands, right, and you know on the first third. So, do you prefer that or no. the bullpens kind of in corpus how they're way out there in the outfield by yourself?
1: I hate on field bullpens. I hate them. I can't. I don't like it. People don't understand. Like some, some do, some don't. But it's just like when you're on an on field bullpen and you're looking at your catcher usually like in game and in most bullpens you have a backdrop you have something behind you that's just like because because as a pitcher you're always gauging like how far it is you know and if you have the perception that it's farther because the backstops further like that actually takes a little bit of a play it's not it's not the biggest deal in the world because obviously you're still throwing through your catcher but just like seeing that there's infinite land behind you yeah you just like it's way more open and it's not for me personally i kind of like the tunnel feel i like i like being in this being in that you know tunnel being in that you know circle of focus to where i can only focus here if it's just wider like it's just kind of like it's just a little odd to me i don't know i'm not a fan of it and also like being with the fans like don't get me wrong it's great talking to fans and it's great you know interacting but sometimes fans can get a little you know chirpy and then it gets a little annoying with sitting there having to listen to it 24 7 but especially if you're the- on
0: the road right
1: oh especially when you're on the road
0: <laughs> i went to a game in san francisco to watch the astros play the giants and they they have that same setup right there so
1: yeah so, no, to me it's, it's kind
0: of weird because i'm used to minute made park
1: no i agree i i'm pretty sure they're actually in the new like contract in the minor leagues they're getting rid of on on on-field bullpens which is awesome
0: yeah that
1: takes place but i heard something about that so hopefully
0: so the the one of the big topics in major league baseball this year is the pitch clock how was it that you used the pitch clock last year how was it
1: i don't think it's that bad i think the biggest problem with it is just guys at second like, you have to go through, unless unless you give the entire minor leagues pitch com, which I think they should do, I think that would be very, very helpful. But people don't realize that, like, the amount of sequencing and signs that you have to do to get a pitch, and you only have 16 seconds, 17 seconds to do it. I mean, you get the ball back, that's two seconds, you're at 15, you get on the rubber, you look in, you're at 12. You have to go through multiple sequences of signs in order to get the pitch you want, and and I I can't shake more than once. So if I want to throw a fastball and he gives me a slider and I shake, and then he gives me a curveball, I'm already down to like six seconds. Yeah. At that point, the guy at second's continuing to get a bigger lead, so I got to come set and either check him or hold him or doing something. I don't have time to shake off to go to the pitch I want to go to. So that's where I feel like PitchCom can make things a lot easier. Um, but that's only in AAA. I haven't pitched with PitchCon yet, but uh, just what I'm hearing and all the feedback from the AAA guys, and hopefully I'll be in AAA this year in order and and experience it myself. But uh, it's just a lot easier and it makes the game go a lot smoother. So that's the only problem I have with, pitch con- with uh, the with the pitchcock. But I, I'm all for it, though. Like, I, I'm, I'm all for speeding the game up and giving more action to the fans. That's fine. I'm I'm not against that at all. But it's just, we need to still come up with ways to keep it smooth and not panic all of a sudden.
0: I think the name pitch clock isn't really correct. I know it's, I know pitchers have to, you know, throw the ball before a certain time, but I saw a highlight that the pitcher wasn't even ready. He wasn't even set to throw the ball. So the hitter was just standing there waiting for him and they called a strike because he wasn't yeah. ready at the certain time. Yeah. So it's sort of a hitter's yeah. clock as well.
1: It's tough. No, there's definitely, like, little sneaky ways you can kind of steal a strike now. I don't like it. I'm a big fan of it. But, like, I mean, it is what it is. If you're getting a strike, you're getting a strike. And I know that uh, Scherzer was already talking about ways that he could use it to his advantage, which is pretty cool. So,
0: yeah. All right. So, some cities that you visited. On your mm-hmm. uh, road trips, playing games, is there anyone that is your favorite? And do you have any free time to have fun? It doesn't seem like you guys do.
1: It's it's tough. It's definitely tough being at the field from, you know, 1 o'clock to midnight every day. Is It's a lot, for sure. But um, favorite places to visit, I don't know. is really cool. Frisco is a great city. It's a great town. It's a great field. Um, I liked Frisco a lot. Frisco was cool. I thought the sod poodles of Amarillo. That stadium's tough because it's definitely a hitter stadium. Definitely a hitter stadium. <laughs> but the town's, I mean, the town's not bad.
0: The two you uh, named are kind of up north.
1: Because I, yeah. I would
0: imagine like playing for the hooks would have to be. It's tough. probably fun because they have good fan base but the weather oh
1: yeah no it, it gets brutally humid down there <laughs> that's the only part of corpus that you're just like wow like this is an everyday thing it's just the brutal humanity of it yeah uh, oh but oklahoma oklahoma the the drillers that's another really good stadium and that's got a good city vibe to it too i like that place a lot um but yeah no it's corpus is a Corpus is great, but corpus is high for sure. <laughs> and you're like oh, border, you are you are down there.
0: All right. So we're gonna do this segment that I didn't invent, but I, I call it Would You Rather. I'm gonna ask you oh. some Would You Rather so you can have a little fun so it's not all business on here. But anyway, we're gonna take a quick break, folks, and we'll get to Would You Rather with Jonathan Sprinkle right after this. Okay, guys, we're back. <laughs> I, I always laugh when I do that because I'm not real, it's not really taking a break when we're talking, folks. But anyway, all right, this first one hits home a little bit for me. Would you rather have a home with no AC or a home with no running water? Wow. Where am I at in this home? What's or my weather? Wherever at- you live, I don't know. I'll can, give you so- mine, I'll give you mine. I live in San Antonio. it's hot like it is in Corpus okay. okay, and we recently had plumbing issues where we couldn't use the shower or the toilets, and we had to go we had to go to the store a grocery store, you know, to take care of business and I told my wife, at least it's not a hundred degrees in the house, so I'm going I would rather be go without the plumbing without the running water, mm. At least you can relax in the AC, you know.
1: Yeah, that's true. I think I, honestly, man, I think I'd rather have the water. <laughs> I think I could deal with the heat. I don't think the heat would get to me as much. But like, if I can't take a cold shower, that's really gonna, that's really gonna get me. That, that, that's gonna make me not a happy person for sure. I well, just, you, I hate, gross. I can't well, do it.
0: You would need a lot of them then, because you're gonna be hot. That would be very hot for <laughs> sure. All right, number two would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef
1: i'd rather have a personal maid <laughs> because i i know i can cook so i so so i can take care of that on my own but the maid would would be totally nice doing laundry is definitely a drag <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i would go with the chef yeah, I, I would right. rather do my own laundry and make my own bed and all that, and have nice meals prepared for me every day. So
1: I like cooking. I see, see, I, see. I'm a cook. I, I honestly really like cooking, so I'm, it's enjoyable to me. Yeah. I'd rather do that. That to me is more enjoyable than laundry. That's for sure.
0: I, I don't think I like any of them
1: oh no for sure my, my wife went
0: out of town to florida and i cooked the first night and then i had to clean up and i was like nah i'm getting to go the rest of the week i'm not doing this all right number three yep. you haven't agreed on anything yet would you, right. you i think we're gonna agree on this one i okay. think we're gonna agree would you rather be stuck in an elevator or stuck on a ski lift I'm super claustrophobic, so I'm going with the ski yeah. lift.
1: Oh yeah, I'm gonna go ski lift too. I, I I don't like tight spaces. Being, I I'm a big, I'm from the, I'm for more from the, not countryside of Kansas, but but there's definitely land from where I'm from. So I don't know if I can do it, especially like living in going like big cities. Like if I can't like move on my own, I definitely get a little a little rat- rattled. So I'm gonna go with the ski lift too.
0: It kind of seems to come with age for me, but the older I get, the more scared of heights and the more claustrophobic I am. It's just crazy that it used to not bother me. Neither one of those things bothered me, but now I can see a video. You ever see the video of the guy, I don't know, on the big tower changing something out and and it just makes my knees hurt. I'm like, and then I watched the the show the other day, the girl's crawling through a little hole and it's like... Oh, my goodness.
1: Those videos for me get me, it makes me feel like my skin's broken.
0: Yeah. We're we're not even the ones doing it, and it drives us crazy. So, all right. We agreed on one.
1: There you
0: go. All right. Would you rather take a tropical vacation or a vacation to the snowy mountains? Tropical. Tropical. Have you ever been anywhere tropical? Where's the best vacation (laughs) you've ever taken?
1: I actually just recently went to Hawaii um, and it was extremely fun. Uh, but I've been to Costa Rica, I've been to the Dominican Republic, I've been to Mexico. I've, I, I've honestly traveled a little bit.
0: You're a tropical a, guy.
1: I love, I love warm weather, man. I really do.
0: I'm going to say tropical vacation as well. There you Even go. though I love the snowy mountains, but it's like, okay, you're going to look around and you're going to get cold. Exactly. But so I, it, I've been to Maui and it was amazing. I didn't want to come home.
1: Exactly. Yeah. No, believe me, I I love skiing and I love snowboarding. I love that a lot, but I can only do that for so long. Yeah. I can't <laughs> I'd rather be on the beach longer than I would being in the snowy mountains.
0: All right. So I think I've done this one on the show before, but since I kind of brought up traveling, I want to get your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Would you rather in an airplane have the aisle seat or the window seat? Aisle seat. I'm 6'5". <laughs> I
1: my legs, man. Aisle for sure every time.
0: I take aisle because of my claustrophobia. I can't stand because yeah. the ceiling is low when you're by the window. I mean if it's mm-hmm. just like me and my wife and there's no third person in the row, yeah. I won't I won't feel trapped. But one time I sat by the window and this guy sat in, in the end and he wouldn't get up. You know, when the yeah. flight's over, you kind of want to get up and stretch. He wouldn't get up, and I—I exactly. I felt trapped, and it was horrible. No, I get it. I completely <laughs> get it. Well, that's all I have for "Would You Rather." <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. I didn't expect that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so are you going? I was going to ask you about your outlook mm-hmm. for next season. Your health. Do you think you're going to be? not healthy and get the season going or are you going to start late or what do you think is going to happen
1: i don't think i'll start late i think i'll break on time um i got here earlier before spring training in order to kind of just get the get the ball roll i've already been rehabbing in kansas city but just to kind of get my the astros hands on me again and you know start checking off the boxes i need to check off with rehab and all that stuff with them so i've been going here for a while. Um I'm going to break I'm, I'm going to be healthy. I'm already throwing off the bullpenning. I'm, I'm already throwing off the mound for bullpens again. Um, I feel great. Marm definitely feels a lot freer than it used to, uh, throwing when I had TOS it just felt like Marm was a hundred pounds. It felt slow. I didn't really have a lot of feeling in my fingers. It just wasn't it. But, um, now I feel free again. My mechanics are kind of sinking back up. Like I, I'm definitely in a better, I'm in a better headspace for sure. Um, I'm very excited for everything to come and uh, to come this season and get back and start competing again.
0: So what number were you last year with Corpus?
1: I was 47 last year in Corpus.
0: Because I went to the game when y'all came to San Antonio to play the missions, and I was looking for you because I had spoken well, to you before, but y'all don't have names on the back. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what number the guy is. I can't say hi to him. But anyway, yeah. when you are here playing the missions, I'll in, I'll invite you to come over and have lunch with us because my wife is an amazing cook and guaranteed you're going to love it. You can ask sure. Luke Hill. He's had it. He loved it. Oh, open sure. invitation.
1: Awesome. No, I appreciate that. It's nice of you. Thank you.
0: All right. That's all I have. So, uh, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. And, Jonathan, I really appreciate you taking your time out once again uh, for coming on the podcast.
1: Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I had a great time.
0: All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Astros Baseball.